Folks, we did it. We did it. We reached episode 40, and I'm very happy. Episode 40. 4-0. This is what it is. For almost eight months, you've had to endure listening to this nasally fuck. This nasally neurotic dingling uh, espouse nothing but vitriol, <laughs> pity, and misery uh, into a microphone, into two separate microphones, because I had one that's on the fritz now. Uh, but hopefully you guys have laughed, because this is meant to be a whimsical podcast after all. It's meant to uh, supply ha-has, if, uh, if I can get in a little cringe factor early into the recording. But no, I have uh, five listeners now, uh, crossing my fingers for a sixth in the next two weeks. Dare to dream. Uh, yeah, it's been a wild one. It's, uh, yeah, like, no, I, I like where this podcast is. I like where it's going. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we can elevate it a little more. I mean, I haven't, I haven't had any guests on. I want to have guests on. I want to have my buddy Max Ross. I want to have a couple more comic guests. I want to get some, I want to get the ball rolling with that. So these people can promote it and we can have a good time and I can actually have meaningful discussions with other people. I like doing this solo. I like doing this independently. I like hearing the sound of my own voice. If you haven't noticed. And I don't really know if that's a good thing. Some of you guys might admire somebody who's independent and just does it kind of on their own, especially in the podcast world where there's just two or three people in a room. One guy's on a beanbag chair. The other guy's the other guy's in a wheelchair. Another guy's in crutches. And they're just, I don't know, they're talking about sports. Okay. No, I just like doing it. I just like kind of riffing on my own. And if you guys want to listen to it, you can. If not, well, okay. Then this was all for, <laughs> I've had a very satisfying half an hour talking to myself like an insane person. No, some of you may admire me for being independent. Others may be cursing at me for not giving anybody any shine and just keeping it all to myself. And I say, why can't you be both? Why can't you be independent and a selfish prick? No, but I want to have more people on here. So, you know, the because it just, it just gets boring when it's just one fucking person just talking to themselves. And if you haven't noticed, I'm being a little more quiet out here tonight because uh, I'm 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 out of my parents' backyard. I'm still at the rents, folks. I haven't uh, haven't left the nest. I haven't I haven't been uh, back to my apartment lately. And uh, I'm feeling kind of like I should be going soon. My sister, uh, she's dating. Uh, she has a new boyfriend. My youngest sister. And uh, she's right now taking over my basement space where, where I usually do this on Sunday nights. She's down there with them. God knows what is happening. But hey, they're both in their 20s. No, I have no clue. No, I'm just, they're, they're in the space. They're probably watching Netflix and, and oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I digress. I'm, I'm out here currently right now in the backyard. And you know what? I feel for the 40th episode, I feel it's only appropriate that I, I did something different. It, things just kind of fell together that way. So I'm, I'm right now in the backyard, my parents' beautiful backyard, and I'm surrounded by bushes, and uh, I'm trying to be as quiet as possible. I got to, I got to avoid the, uh, the obscenities. I, I like breaking routine. I feel like this is a good break of, of like from what I usually do. I think, I think we're, we're such a routine-based society. A lot of the time, we 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 barely ever get a chance to think outside of the box. Uh, 
And I, I want to do more of that. I want to break the routine. For me, a guy with, with my personality, I don't like breaking routine. It, it mentally exhausts me, and I become a, a more volatile human being, and I don't want that. I don't want that. And by volatile, I mean just I get cranky. I don't know. I, I might not say please to a drive through employee or some shit. Like I just I, I become more of a like a, a dick in that in that regard. But I'm uh, no like there's just too much routine. Everybody brushes their teeth and showers every day. Some people multiple times a day. Why don't you just cut that for a week as an experiment? And just see how it goes. They do it in Europe. They do it in other places. Why can't we do it here? Fuck, man. In, in, in places like uh, like Bulgaria, guys just go out for... I, I, I know nothing about Bulgaria, by the way. <laughs> I'm just assuming. No, but in places in Europe, guys just go outside. They haven't showered in a week, and they they smell like a, a soldier in the trenches of World War One. And you know what? Chicks dig that. I, I'm sure. Some do. Be a man. Come on. Try something new. Be, be rough, rugged, and raw, motherfucker. Yeah, so uh, I'm on day three, no washing, and uh, it's uh, it's working out for me. It's working out for me. Uh, I I did have to give it a brush, though. Yeah, I had a chocolate chip muffin, sugar, no good, and uh, that that was gonna get bad. I'm of course joking. There's some people who will listen to this and go, "Have you really not showered? Are you really not in a hygiene?" I am. I'm almost OCD with that kind of shit. I have to shower at least once a day, and after my exercises, I, I try to shower again. Whatever. I'm very quiet. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a little too quiet right now. I'm almost like one of the what? What do they call it? S ASMR? Is that what it is? ASMR. I'm right now recording in my backyard of my parents' house because I'm a man child refuse to go back to my own home even though I've left already I keep coming back and that very well may be a problem psychologically with me I think I'm a I, I'm I'm a microcosm of what is wrong with the millennial helicopter parented generation that's right I said it are you coming in your pants right now are you do you have a big rock hard chub at the sound of this voice? This is episode 40. And I'm doing it in a backyard outdoors. There's mosquitoes. And they want to suck my blood. Yeah. I'm being extra quiet because I have a British and an Australian neighbor next door. They're married to each other. And their accents are really terrifying. Usually Australian people sound really funny. But if you get them angry, they become kangaroo killers. And that part of their personality just jumps out. I don't want to be reprimanded by an Aussie. I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh... I don't know what to talk about. Should I throw a party for the fortieth for the for the fortieth anniversary? Yeah, I've been doing this podcast for forty years. Yeah, I've uh, I've been sitting. I'm I'm here in a hoodie, uh, wearing some Nikes, and uh, just 
yeah, just with wrinkles on my face. Yeah, my 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 back is hunched over and it's not healing. I really got to see a chiropractor. Uh, I don't know. Should I do a party for the fortieth episode? I feel like just any excuse to be to be festive in the middle of all this whirlwind. I feel like that would work. I, I feel like people would be into that. Should I do it? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll do it in the parents' backyard before I go back to my place. I'll have, uh, I'll, it, is, it is COVID, okay? You do want to be cautious. You don't want to fucking ru- ruffle anybody's feathers. So I don't know. People will be wearing their masks when, you know, they get up out of their seat. Uh, I'll keep it at a capacity of 20 people. So first come, first serve. I don't care if you're my cousin and we spent our entire lives together. If it's uh, over 20, you're not getting in. I will personally escort you down the driveway myself. No, but come through the backyard and uh, and we'll we'll hang. Okay, uh, email me. I'll I'll send out the invitations. This is not an open invitation. Just, in fact, why did I even mention this? Where where am I going with any of this? I mean, that's a question you could ask about this podcast in general. But I'm I'm really just keeping it at the bit. Right now, no. But there's going to be a buffet, and uh, we're going to have an assortment of foods from all different cultures because that's what our society is. It's a melting pot of all kinds of different cultures. All right, there's going to be tacos. There's going to be some seafood from Nova Scotia. All right, there's going to be some uh, some Creole food from New Orleans, and uh, I'm likely going to have some Bulgarian food. I really don't know what Bulgarian food is, but I feel really bad that I threw Bulgarians under the bus. So uh, what, what better way to, uh, to get back into the tribe than eat some of their, their delicacies that I can't pronounce, surely cannot pronounce. Um, I went to, uh, went to the bar. I sat inside a bar for the first time, and I actually got a little turnt. Last night, I actually got, I had uh, about six beers, I would say, six pints, six pints of Molson Canadian that I had to alternate uh, back to my favorite Coors Light because, you know, (laughs) you don't have to go to a dominatrix to drink piss. And I, I, I kind of enjoyed the aesthetic of uh, being indoors. I actually got to walk to the bathroom without my mask on, which I, I felt free. Nobody, nobody chastised me for it. There was nobody who tried to put me in line. Like I, I, Hey bud, I'd uh, sure appreciate you put your mask on there. None of that. It was all love. There was no problems. And I actually felt good, but I feel like, again, I feel like drinking that part of my life. That chapter is done at this point. I feel like I just have to move on and I have to embrace other things. If I maybe want to start water skiing, if I want to jump out of a plane with a parachute, okay, I'm, I'm not in a dark place. But I, I feel like that part of my life of drinking is done because while I did feel good, while I, I, I felt super cool and I felt relaxed, I felt chilled out, there was part of me that was going, I know where this leads. I know where this leads. I'm happy right now. I'm feeling a little more confident. I started like texting people. I started doing things. And I can't do that anymore because if I, if I ever get to a dark place, I'm going to feel shitty. I'm just, it's, it's going to turn into a depressant, and I don't want that. You don't want to sink into that hole. I can't think of a single 
time in my life where honestly that alcohol, and I'm being honest here, where I honestly believe that alcohol has benefited me. Like alcohol made that situation better. That situation would not have worked out to my benefit had I not drinking booze. I, I think it's always either been this thing that's just sort of neutral where you kind of feel good or you, it just worsens the situation and you become an asshole and you just become a resentful douchebag. And yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of out of it. I've never really fully dissected why I started drinking hardcore in the first place. But yeah, it's definitely not something that I want to go back to on a routine basis. That's another routine that I, I want to break, that I, I have broken. But it was nice to see the old gang. It was, uh, it was nice to walk into the bathroom stall to take a leak and to see uh, the little powdered bits of cocaine on the toilet paper dispenser. That's how you know you're in a, a high-tier facility and a high-tier establishment when people are doing lines of cocaine off the toilet paper dispenser. This place isn't even... You're not even doing it off the counter. The counter's not even that big. That's normally where people bang their rails, usually. I never touched cocaine. I was tired of it. I never, I never touched any drugs. I never did any, That's how uninteresting I am. I've only stuck with beer. I've, I've only stuck with beer. So I don't know what that says about me if it's like, okay, I have one thing and I like it, I'm going to stick with it, I'm trying nothing else, but that's just me. No, I know what it is. I was never given a good example growing up. <clears throat> I was never given a good example of somebody who smoked weed. That's why I always stayed away from it. That's why a lot of the people that I knew and this was just how naive I was because I grew up in that generation where people were like, if uh, w w any, any teacher that talked about drugs, they were like, well, if you crashed your car in 1999, that was because of a joint you smoked in 1972. You know, like it was it was everything always went back to some guy smoked weed and then fucked his life up. And that's why his life's fucked up. There's there, there's no ulterior issues and factors at hand. Like, oh, yeah, the guy's parents divorced. Oh, yeah, the guy's mentally ill. Oh, yeah, the guy's so-and-so. So There's nothing else, right? It always has to be the weed. So I grew up with that perception of what weed was. It's this thing that if you take a couple of puffs, you turn into a serial killer. And when in reality, that's really not what it was. But the examples of people that I had who had smoked weed, whether it was adults, whether it was older cousins of mine, whether it was people that went to my high school, a lot of them fit the description of people that my teachers were talking about. And I just, I can't do it. Yeah, And I, I just, I stayed away from it. It always made me weird. I was always the guy, my friends, if they smoked weed, I would just kind of sit and observe. Now, some might refer to you as a little, a little special, so to speak, but it is what it is. If you're just sitting there silently, just watching people, <laughs> watching their behaviors and studying them, that's, um, yeah, you're, you're not a normal one of the crew. I just felt a fucking mosquito bite. I just, oh my God. Oh my God, I feel like I'm doing a podcast in Jumanji. Uh, but no, always stayed away from the, always stayed away from the bus or uh, the, uh, the grass as my grandmother would call it. 
<laughs> I remember my grandmother, whenever my mom would tell uh, w- would tell her over the phone that I went to a party, she'd always be like, my mom would always relay this to me when I got back. Was, yeah, grandma was just really worried about you going out. She was like, oh, Betty, there could be alcohol and there could be grass. <laughs> no one said the word grass since about 1964. Ugh. God, I love that woman. Still, still love that woman. She was wonderful. Uh, man, I don't know what else to talk about. I'm just, I'm kind of lounging back here. Just, just me and my insect friends. Uh, I feel like I'm one with nature right now. Oh, man. Yeah, it's been a wild one. I don't really know what to, oh, maybe I should talk about a movie. I watched Shrek recently, and I know I always go back about, uh, I, always, I always talk about, well, you can't relive, you, you gotta let go of the nostalgia and move on. You gotta keep doing that. I watched Shrek, I was exercising, and usually my exercises, you know, because I'm a workout fiend, okay? I can't go anywhere without giving people diet tips. But I was exercising, I watched Shrek, just during my exercise, I usually put on a movie on, on Netflix, and I got to say, Shrek, and I'm not being dramatic here, forgive me if I sound hyperbolic, one of the funniest movies of all time, in my opinion, one of the funniest goddamn children, forget, forget just a child comedy, that movie is the perfect balance of great adult humor and great child humor, right? It has something for both. And I watched it for the first time as an adult. There's another mosquito by back, back fucking devil. Go. Jesus. Ugh. I should have brought a swat around. That's for flies, but I don't know. I'm I'm sure it's equally as potent, if not double, on uh, on the mosquitoes. But I watched Shrek. Okay, back to back to the ogre talk. I watched Shrek, and it was just I watched it as an adult, and I I I got twice as much out of it as I did when I was little. It is just this. It is this perfect fucking not just animated movie, but just this perfect movie. It's got like these weird little Easter egg adult jokes, like Lord Farquaad. I didn't even realize that Lord Farquaad is, uh, I think, an fu to the guy who owned Disney at that time. I think his name was Michael Eisner. I think it was Michael Eisner. And DreamWorks didn't like Michael Eisner, so they named Lord Farquaad. Lord Farquaad's character is based on him. And I didn't realize that Farquaad, up until just when I watched it last, if you take away the R, it's fuckwad, right? I didn't even realize that. I didn't realize in one scene that Farquad is pretty much masturbating in his bedroom to pictures of Princess Fiona. I didn't realize that at all. No, he's, he's drinking champagne. All, all that you would have needed was, I guess, the, the, the gel, the hand cream or something. They, they, they left that out. That would have been too suggestive and on the nose. But no, he's, he's literally cranking one out in a children's movie. <laughs> oh, and another one. I didn't realize that they killed Mama Bear. Lord Farquaad, he's so evil that he killed Mama Bear. That's how that's how much you're supposed to hate this guy. He's so cruel. No, there's a scene at the beginning where, uh, like when Shrek finds all those uh, displaced fairy tale creatures in his swamp, there's Papa Bear and Baby Bear. And Baby Bear's crying in Papa Bear's arms. This is super dark, too. This is like this is like Schindler's List level dark shit in this movie. In this one scene. 
but baby bear is talking, uh, is crying in Papa Bear's arms. Another mosquito, another mosquito. Got you, you motherfucker. All right, that's one down. Uh, 14 trillion to go. Bring it on, motherfuckers. I feel like Scarface right now. <sighs> no, but okay, so baby bear crying in Papa Bear's arms. And you you don't really know why. It's just kind of this throwaway thing. You're not even supposed to see it. Like, it's just a detail that you notice upon maybe your fifth or sixth viewing, if you're really that into Trek. But later on in the movie, you see, like, they just pan across the floor. I think this was in the jerk-off scene. They pan across the floor of Lord Farquaad's bedroom, and you see <laughs> Mama Bear with a bow tie, and she's fucking skinned. She's a skinned rug on the floor. And I'm going, that is that is Requiem for a Dream level depressing in a children's movie. So it just adds that kind of humor and that kind of little detail just adds an extra layer onto why Shrek is just so much more complex and fucking good. Uh, but goddamn, great movie. Great movie, still holds up. The second one is also, I can't think of a better one-two punch in children's animation than Shrek 1 and 2. Like Shrek 2, just the details of of like, like the, the the cops sequence, like where they're goofing on cops, where where Shrek and and Donkey and all those guys they're they're making away in like a carriage, and they have like knights chasing them, and they have pepper spray, and the pepper spray is just like a pepper thing, like literal pepper, and then they take a little uh, dime bag of of kitty food out of uh, Puss in Boots' I guess boot or something like that and he's 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 pinned to a wall and he's looking behind he's like oh that's not mine like that, that there's just perfect humor for for a children's film for a movie about that is is essentially marketed towards 5-year-olds I find adults appreciate that movie more than fucking children do and that's that's the magic of film that's that's one of the reasons that Shrek still holds up uh, and it's it's nice every now and then. Like, I always goof on people who are like, oh, I have to watch the new Spider-Man movie. I'm 42. Haven't left my basement uh, since the last one came out. But uh, I'm really happy to get back in the game and uh, see what Tom Holland has in store for us. Like, those guys I always goof on. Those guys I always make fun of. But generally speaking, I, I, I don't mind every now and then going back and watching... Uh, an old movie that I liked when I was a kid. I, I find if, if I'm just watching it in passing, doing something, you know, doing an adult thing, that's fine. That's fine. And I did with Shrek. So it was it was cool. Uh, I'm trying to think of like, are there any other good, like I guess Toy Story has some good adult humor in it. Like there's some stuff that I, I can't remember the last time I watched the first movie, but I could imagine, I, I think I remember a couple adult jokes in that. I, I can't put it on me. I, I guess like when they're in Sid's home because it's so dark and just scary almost, like it's creepy. There probably would have been some like innuendos or some shit that you didn't notice. The Lion King as well. Another great, probably my favorite animated movie of all time. Those three, probably my favorite animated movies. Aladdin. Oh, fuck Aladdin. Okay, so now there's there's a few. I'm pretty sure maybe every Disney movie has some weird weird innuendo or weird adult joke in it that they kind of slide in, you know, just to say, hey, adults, we care about you too. You're still a human being even after 30 years old. Uh, 
I know people that I'm pretty sure that the only reason they've had children is just so they can rewatch all the old shit that they loved when they were kids. It's like, yeah, no, I have, I have, uh, I have seven little ones. Not just uh, because my wife's not on birth control and I we we like you know fucking like rabbits. It's really just because I want to watch the Rugrats movie every day. All right, the mosquitoes have toned down. I think I scared them off with that. Sometimes all you need, all you need to do is just one vicious act, and it scares everybody else away. You just, you just need to make an example. You just need to make an example. Tell them you mean business, and they uh, they skirt off. That was a joke, by the way. Nobody take that fucking seriously. <laughs> oh man. There's part you know what? I'm gonna be 30 in three weeks. I am honestly. I, I gotta be honest, I am nervous of like I, I feel like I'm walking through a portal into another world, right? Into another chapter. What is really another chapter, but it feels like I'm I'm going into another like I'm saying goodbye to my twenties. I'm dealing with it. I'm accepting it. This decade's over. Gotta move on and embrace new shit. I'm still young. Gotta gotta some time. And I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it, but I'm also kind of nervous, right? And there's part of me, like, going back to that bar yesterday where I'm just like, fuck, okay. Like, I, I really want, I really want to kind of, I, I want to relive this time, right? I, I'm nostalgic for not when I was six or seven. I'm nostalgic for when I was, like, 24, and I was boozing it up. And I was spending all night at a bar and I was going to, uh, going to ripper joints and I was doing all kinds of stuff. And I was just, I was fucking, I was young and I felt invincible and I felt like just this guy who you, you couldn't talk any sense into me, any older person who tried to give you advice. It was just whatever, whatever cuck, get off my back. But boy, was I wrong. It's almost, it's almost like good fellas. Right. It's almost like just looking back at my youth. It's like it's almost it feels like Goodfellas. Like that's that's what I feel like almost at risk of sounding pretentious. I feel like that movie's almost a a metaphor of some kind for not just the mafia, but for a time in your life that you miss where everything everything was just serendipitous. You were with your friends, everything was working out, and then it all started falling to pieces. And I'm not saying my life's falling to pieces, but that's what I feel Goodfellas was, you know. I gotta like look back at my uh I'm looking back at like the time period where <laughs> when I was growing up in Mississauga and growing up in, in this area where like things were cool, you know, as far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a teenage skateboarder high on Percocet. Never touched a skateboard, never touched Percocet. I can't think of which one's more dangerous. <sighs> As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to crash a keg party and set it on fire. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to go to prom buck naked and dance to Lil Wayne high on perks. Again with the Percocet. Never, never did that. These are all, this is all just wishful. <clears throat> it's suburban Goodfellas. 
as far back as I can remember. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to fall asleep outside of a Tim Hortons because I was partying until 4 a.m. I always wanted to wake up in a puddle of my own vomit outside of a Harvey's Hamburgers. Uh, we were kings, me and my friends. We would go into the convenience store at 16 years old, and the Albanian guy behind the counter would sell us cigarettes just because we were kids in the neighborhood. And he had witnessed a war in his hometown and political turmoil, and he thought that all the kids in the neighborhood were spoiled rotten and needed to grow some hair on their back, so hey, why not a few chemicals from the big tobacco company? He was essentially a pusher for big corporations. But we loved him. We treated like he was he was part of the family. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to buy illegal tobacco off of an Albanian guy in a hole in the wall convenience store. I think I think I taught I think I told that story when I was uh uh, like in, I think the second episode of my podcast. But there was a guy growing up. I think he was from. I think he was from Iraq. He was from Iraq, maybe. But he he used to just shamelessly sell underage children cigarettes in the neighborhood, and we would hear about it from other kids, like older kids in high school, who were like, "Hey, you know, if you want cigarettes, go down to this guy." It was this place, town and country, and the guy, uh, the guy was, he would just give you whatever he would give you whatever the fuck you wanted he would give you lucy's which i think is probably more frowned upon than actually selling children a full pack because you're not only pissing off parents you're pissing off tobacco companies who want you to sell them the whole package not just uh like a dollar cigarette like whatever it was but uh yeah what of a just a shameless man and I would go to him for about a year until I turned 19 and I was old enough just to buy from the gas station. But I remember like there was a time like on weekends if I needed cigarettes, I would walk to the place. Took about half an hour from my parents' place. And I would walk to the place and I would just go and I would be praying that that guy was working. And I think I think he was every time. I think he lived in the back. I think he had a cot in the back room. That would be the life, just, just living in a convenience store. You have a cot in the back. You can probably watch illegal satellite TV and just sell underage kids tobacco. That's like pretty a pretty simple life. I think that's you know, I think people would some people would kill for that life. Yeah, and then I ran into him years later. Uh, I hadn't been to town and country. It's closed down now, but. I hadn't been there for years, and I was uh, pumping gas. I go in to pay, and who do I see behind the counter but town and country guy? And I remember I asked for cigarettes, and he fucking carded me. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I know the enterprise you used to run, sir. All right, I know the real you. You and I have never exchanged names, but I feel like I know you better than anybody. Yeah, it was a wild time. All right. Well, this has been cool. Uh, the mosquitoes are gone. I feel like they've retreated, uh, although they're probably planning an, uh, a counterattack, so I better head back in. Uh, this has been cool.
Something's Off Podcast. Follow me on, oh my God, fuck, it's another, okay. Okay, guys. Okay, they're back, they're back. Uh, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram, follow me on the talk, follow me on the talk. I'm I'm pretty close to being done with TikTok, okay? It's, it's too extreme, it's too extreme. There's too many fucking weirdos, okay? It's not just it's not just girls laying in like a, a dinghy on the river going, "Where the fuck you at?" No, it's not it's not just that. It's uh it's weird redheads with like nose piercings uh talking about how uh the the patriarchy must burn down and then it's people in maga hats uh saying, "Well, it didn't work in Venezuela." Like that's it's just both ends of the fringe and I can't take it anymore. Uh but while I'm still on there, uh, in my own neutral zone, wanting to stay away from those people. Uh, follow me on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, the whole shit. Take it easy.